MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. into the green zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook here on a preseason NFL Saturday in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner Wes Reynolds is in downtown Las Vegas inside the VEASAN studio at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Wes, the preseason, a full schedule of games for this Saturday. Of course, we had three games on Friday night. We kicked off the week with a pair on Thursday, but a big loaded schedule. And for most of these teams the first preseason game that they've played all year and right now in action in the second half we have the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears and we're seeing a lot of the rookie out of Ohio State Justin Fields hasn't looked too bad so far yeah we certainly are he had some early jitters uh uh when he first came in Brady but 11 to 16 106 yards he did just run in a touchdown no holding penalty was called on that so Justin Fields' his first NFL touchdown, albeit in the preseason. And look, when you're looking across social media, it's like, okay, start this guy week one. And I understand the sentiment being that you traded up and, you know, he at least is the best quarterback prospect you've had in many years in Chicago from a prospect standpoint. However, 
we do recall Joe, the uh, lessons of Joe Burrow last year in Cincinnati, and they obviously drafted him number one in the draft, so he was going to start right away. But he is going to be, if Justin Fields is going to be the starter week one, I still don't believe that that's the case. I'm not going to judge on one game. I still think the Red Rifle, the Ginger Ninja, whatever you want to call him, Andy Dalton is going to get the start. I know they were sluggish. They had five, three and outs to start the game. But keep in mind, this is very much a patchwork offensive line that Justin Fields would be behind, or Andy Dalton, for that matter, whatever quarterback takes the field week one in Chicago. So we talked to Brad Biggs, Matt Humans, and I on My Guys earlier this week, which you can catch weekdays right here on VEASAN. And Brad Biggs is the beat writer for the Bears for the Chicago Tribune. And he said, look, so far in training camp, we have had four different guys work at left tackle in training camp, but not one of them has been Tevin Jenkins, who is the guy out of Oklahoma State that they traded up to get inside the second round uh, early on. So you've got a lot of offensive line issues for the Chicago Bears here. So be careful, like saying, oh, throw the guy out there, because if you throw the guy out there, like we saw with Burrow in Cincinnati, he's going to get hit his fair share. And you just look at the Bears stats right now. Three points in the first half, 79 total yards, two first downs. That has obviously been eclipsed in the second half. And also one thing to keep in mind with Justin Fields, he is going against number twos and threes and fours defensively here in this second half. So it's not like he's necessarily going against the Miami number one defense. And that's kind of what we saw with Mac Jones and the Patriots on Thursday night in their win. And Mac Jones looked very impressive, but Cameron Newton was going against that first team defense from the Washington football team, including Chase Young, who looks every bit in midseason form, like he's going to be a contender possibly for defensive players player of the year. So that's something to keep in mind with these young rookie quarterbacks. Like when they look really good, they may not be doing it against first string. It may be against second and third teamers. So keep that in mind, but certainly Justin Fields has settled in after an early, slightly sluggish start. Yeah, I think settled in is a good way to put it. He just completed a pass there. He's starting to look a little bit more comfortable. You're right. He definitely had some jitters uh, in the first few series, and I believe he threw an interception. It was a tipped ball, uh, but did throw one pick, uh, did Justin Fields as well. Right now, the Miami Dolphins in the third quarter, leading this one 13-10. Looks like they've got about seven minutes left in the third quarter, about halfway through there in Chicago. Miami again 13-10, and there is live wagering on these contests, Wes, here at BetMGM. The Chicago Bears opened, or rather closed, as three-point favorites here at BetMGM. They were favored by three and a half. Really, that was probably the consensus price in the market. The total here at BetMGM was 35 and a half. Now, it has come off the board here momentarily, but at last look, the Chicago Bears were catching two and a half points. We've seen a lot of this happen so far, it seems like, in the preseason, Wes, where that favored team gets behind early, and then things really change. You and I have talked about that a lot. The second half of preseason games, and even the fourth quarter, it seems so random because you might have a third or fourth string quarterback in the game playing against a third or fourth string defense on the other side, and things get really hairy. So it's sometimes difficult to bet these games when you have that much change in the second half of these preseason contests. Welcome in. For those of you just now joining us, this is the Greens Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. I'm live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. Wes is down at the Circa Resort and Casino talking some preseason football here. But you're very familiar, of course, with the Indianapolis Colts, Wes, and their former QB, Jacoby Brissett. What have you seen out of him today for the Miami side? 
very solid, and that's what you would expect as Justin Fields rambles off a big game. They just converted a fourth and short, so Fields now has them into their own territory. 13-10, to 10, by the way, about five minutes left to go in the third quarter. So when you're talking about Brissett, very consistent. Look, another another solid backup who has started in this league, and we saw last year in Tua Tagovailoa's rookie year, Brian Flores is not going to be shy about having a quick hook and kind of going with the hotter quarterback. He did that at times with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick now in Washington with the WFD, Washington football team. So it is Brissett, the former starter for the Indianapolis Colts, who's, who's very solid. Uh, he was solid as a backup in New England, solid as a backup and as a starter with the Indianapolis Colts. One of the things I always say about Brissett, maybe not the guy that can go just win a game for you, but he's not going to lose a game for you. So look, and Brissett probably saw an opportunity like, you know what, I'm going to go here to Miami. You got a rookie quarterback that they're not 100% sold on, that they went and got a lot of receivers to kind of help him out and added some weapons to that arsenal. Tua did throw a bad ball and interception in the end zone. Otherwise, he was okay, but jury, I think, is still out. He is obviously going to be the starter and get the first crack here, but I don't think Miami and Brian Flores are 100% sold on him. Jacoby Brissett now throwing on second and eight, and he's going deep. He's got a man. This is a touchdown pass for the Chicago Bears. That is Justin, yeah, Justin field. Fields uh, with the bomb down the field to Jones here, and Chicago's going nuts. They're saying, okay, this is going to be the guy. So a nice ball there by Justin <laughs> Fields, and it's now 16 to 13. I have a feeling in the regular season. I have a feeling in the regular season, Wes, you won't see a guy that open for the Chicago Bears. Right. That guy didn't have anybody within 20 yards like, for, uh, like from we him. Said, like we said, they're playing against third and fourth string guys, so keep that in mind, albeit it was a nice ball, but James was wide open in the end zone. Like you said, nobody within 20 yards of him, so wagering temporarily suspended here at BetMGM as the extra point is pending. The kick is up and good. 17-13 to 13 now to Chicago Bears lead. 3.52 left to go in the third quarter. First time the Bears are ahead of the spread here. Pre-flop, I believe, was three and a half. Most markets minus three, a dollar twenty here at BetMGM. So Chicago, it did move from three to three and a half, and I was tempted on Miami. Did not get involved. I would have maybe taken a small stab at four, but nevertheless, Chicago Bears are your leaders for the first time here, seventeen to thirteen. Yeah, and a total of 30 points now on the board. It looks like this game is headed to go over the total, which closed at 35 and a half here at BetMGM. Right before that touchdown pass by uh, Justin Fields, the in-game spread was the Chicago Bears plus a half of a point, basically a pick'em at that point. And like you say, the live wagering has been suspended here for a moment. I'm sure it'll come back up after the Bears kick the ball back off. About three and a half minutes left in the third quarter there. Again, 17-13, the Bears. And now the line has popped back up, and we're right back where we started, Wes. The Bears now three-and-a-half-point favorites. They have a four-point lead, 17-13. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, and your total up to 39-and-a-half. We've got another game coming up at the top of the hour, the second preseason contest of the day, and that will be the Denver Broncos visiting the uh, Minnesota Vikings. 
Vikings, and the Broncos are actually a small road favorite in this one, Wes. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with the quarterback depth chart. I don't know how much we'll see of Kirk Cousins for Minnesota today. Behind him, you've got Jake Browning and Nate Stanley for the Denver Broncos. Of course, you have a very good uh, quarterback competition there in camp during this preseason between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Vic Fangio, the head coach, came out earlier this week and said that Drew Locke will be the starter for this preseason game. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can read that. He, he starts the game because he's earned it on merit or he's starting the game because he needs more work than Bridgewater does. What are your thoughts there between Denver and Minnesota and the quarterback competition in the Mile High City? Yeah, and you have seen the movement, as you said, Brady, to the Denver side. Now seeing as high as three-point favorites in some places. Two and a half still here at BetMGM. 34 and a half is your total. And one of the reasons I think you're seeing the movement, number one, it is probably the closest quarterback competition in the league between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. So what's that, what that's going to mean is you're going to see a little bit more of the number ones in this game. You're going to see these guys get equal reps, I think, behind the number one offensive line and with the number one receivers and the number one running back. So maybe the ones play a little bit longer in this game that they're playing for a lot of other teams here in week one of NFL preseason. So you've seen that movement. Also on the Minnesota side, you don't expect Cousins is going to go very long. And then they're going to drop to the number three because the kid they drafted out of Texas A&M, Kellen Mann, was still coming back from the COVID list, so he is still out for this game. So then it goes down to uh, Browning, as you said, and also uh, Nathan Stanley, a former quarterback at the University of Iowa. So there's a drop-off there. It's it's not going from the one to the number two necessarily. It's going from the one number one to the number three and four. So the threes and fours, Jake Browning and Nate Stanley, are going to get the bulk of the reps for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's why you've seen this move to Denver. All right, Wes, let's talk a little Major League Baseball. Your Cincinnati Reds had a good Friday night. They win their game, and the Padres drop their second straight to the Arizona Diamondbacks. So your Red Legs are right back in that race for the National League wild card, just two and a half games back there. Uh, but it doesn't look like they're going to have much chance to win the division. The Milwaukee Brewers are really on a roll, one of the hottest teams in baseball over the last two and a half months, and they're out to a good start again today. In the bottom of the third inning at PN. NC Park and Pittsburgh. They lead the Buccos three to nothing. This is the first of a double header. And Milwaukee, actually, Pittsburgh saw the money here. Milwaukee opened up as a minus 235 favorite on the overnight. Total was set at seven. The total stayed the same, but the Pirates took the money, closed here at BetMGM as minus 200 favorites, did the Milwaukee Brewers. And right now, living up to that billing with a three nothing lead in the bottom of the third. Yeah, the Pirates are, are the Red play the Pirates a lot here in the last couple months of the season, but so did the Milwaukee Brewers, and they get two of them today. Now, 3 nothing here in the top of the third. Actually, I believe it's now transitioning to the bottom of the third, and Milwaukee Brewers already out to a good start. Colton Wong with the solo shot in the first inning, then two more for the Brew Crew in the second inning. So, 3 nothing against Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson was a member of the Atlanta Braves, came in that Richard Rodriguez trade, where Pirates really very few assets to get anybody back, so Richard Rodriguez is now a member of the Atlanta Braves, and I believe going into last night had not given up an earned run since he joined the Atlanta Braves. So 3 nothing right now, Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously, when you look at some of these teams, Brady, that are resigned to their fate and they know that they're out of it, some teams will still fight a little bit, and some teams it's like they just don't have enough no matter what they do, whether they're giving a maximum effort or not. And the Pittsburgh Pirates have been absolutely beat up on pretty much 
day in and day out. You can always see money go against them. And you really didn't see it, though, in the first game. You actually saw the Pirates get a little bit of money. It was plus 190 to open in the overnight. Closed as low as plus 165 here at BetMGM. So far, that money not well placed as the Milwaukee Brewers leading 3-0. And you remember to set, and you mentioned rather a second game. That goes off at 7.05 Eastern, 4.05 Pacific. And that's Ashby against Mitch Keller. Ashby, very young guy, had a rough outing his first time out, a little bit better second time. But Mitch Keller has had rough outings all season. ERA over seven, XFIP still pretty high at 520. So seeing a little bit of money on the Brewers there also for the second game. Fourth and nine for the Miami Dolphins. Two minutes remaining in the third quarter, and they are going to punt the ball back to the Chicago Bears, punting from about their own 39-yard line. Chicago back deep to receive, currently hanging on to a four-point lead, 17-13. And the guy muffs the kick, and he grabs it in his own end zone. He is now running out, and he's dropped at about the one-yard line. Good special teams there for Miami, and a muffed punt on the half on the behalf of the receiver there for the Chicago Bears went right through his arms and back into the end zone. Looks like he did get it out to the one-yard line. We'll see if Justin Fields comes back out to start the offense from that position. Again, just about two minutes left in the third quarter there, 17-13 in favor of Chicago. Let's talk about your the sweat you've got going in the National League East-West. Of course, you have that ticket on the Philadelphia Phillies to win the division at 6-1. to one, uh, six to one. Yes, what a dogfight it is here in this division. You've got the Phillies in the Atlanta Braves tied for the division lead and then the Mets just a half game back lost in extra innings last night to the Los Angeles Dodgers a heck of a comeback uh, by the Mets but they come up just short in extra innings the Dodgers prior to that game had lost 11 straight games in extra innings and they finally get over the hump to beat the Mets on Friday night the Philadelphia Phillies will host your Reds a little later this afternoon the Atlanta Braves are in Washington to take on the Nationals and then the Dodgers battle the New York Mets once again. What are your thoughts right now? This is the hottest race in baseball, Wes. It is, and the Reds got a nice win last night. Uh, would look at this matchup. Castillo, who had been pretty solid, but kind of got rocked around last time out. You're seeing Matt Moore get a little bit of the money here at home, now down to about plus 115, plus 117 in that range. And you know, Cincinnati just three and a half back of the wild card as the Padres kind of continue to regress a little bit and slow down. And a lot of their production when they face a left-handed pitcher like they're going to get today, they're going to get Jonathan India, the former first-round pick, who is right there in line and probably the favorite in most markets now to win rookie of the year. So Reds have a very good lefty lineup. The bullpen still has the issues. They've still got a couple guys on the injured list. Uh, they tried to add Justin Wilson, Luis Sessa to really uh, revamp this bullpen. They have enough arms, at least, to kind of extend and, and have enough depth, but the depth hasn't really been great. Both of these bullpens have really struggled, as a matter of fact, which would lean me a little bit to the over here. We know Bryce Harper now starting to become an MVP candidate and really you know, adding, adding some bombs and really adding some stats here over the last month or month and a half. Uh, these guys also are very good against right-handed pitching. So we've seen it go from the under, from the open to 10, now to nine and a half. There's still some 10 minus a dollar 20 to the under, but I certainly lean to the over here with the, uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies. I just think these bullpens, it may start out a little bit slow, but then the runs are going to pick up later in the game. 
Well, and I think offense is probably the strength of both of these ball clubs. Uh, couldn't argue with you there going over nine and a half or ten runs there between the Cincinnati Reds and the Philadelphia Phillies. That one coming up just after the top of the hour. We'll discuss it a little further before we get to the first pitch. Let's turn to the world of golf, the final event before the FedEx Cup playoffs start. Everybody vying for position here to try and to get into the top 125 in the FedEx Cup rankings. That'll get you into the postseason. That'll begin next week in Jersey City, New Jersey at Liberty National Golf Club for the Northern Trust. But 36 holes left to play here at the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina. And right now we've got a, another wire-to-wire leader, Wes. We have not had a wire-to-wire winner on the PGA Tour all season. It was last week that Harris English was in position to do that. He came apart on the back nine on Sunday. And this week it's Russell Henley. And Russell Henley is a player that both you and I have uh, tickets on. You got him at 40 to 1. I got him at 38 to 1. He is currently in the lead at 15 under par, a two shot advantage over Tyler Duncan. Henley is one under par on his round through six holes today. We've also got Kevin Kistner in the mix. Matt Humans is on him. Webb Simpson, I have a ticket on him. Simpson and Kistner are both at 11 under par, tied for third. Sun JM, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Na, Kevin Streelman, and Johnny Vegas, all a part of the Long Shots crew as far as our futures for the Wyndham Championship. And everybody looking halfway decent right now, but on moving day, Johnny Vegas started going the wrong way, Wes. Yeah, Johnny Vegas has moved well out of contention. So right now, as you mentioned, Russell Henley, who both you and I have, no time like the present to get that wire-to-wire winner for the first time in the PGA Tour season. He is currently 15 under par through six holes. He is a two-shot lead right now. Russell Henley, even money plus 100 to go ahead and get this home. Right behind him, there he is again. Doesn't matter to the price. Webb Simpson, who has finished third, second, second, and third in his last four years here. Always very good. One here back in 2011. He is currently four shots back, though. He's a part of that multitude of players at 11 under par. Brandon Grace, Roger Sloan, already in the house at 11 under. Sebastian Munoz, Kevin Kisner, Tyler McCumber also joins Webb Simpson at 11 under par. And then Tyler Duncan, who is exempt already for next year because he got a win in the fall series a couple seasons ago, but trying to get in that 125, he was 164 to start the week. Right now, if he stays in second place, he would currently be 101. That would be good enough to get into the Northern Trust next week, the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs where you got to be in the top 125. So let me give a quick rundown of the current in-play prices at BetMGM. Russell Henley, even money, as I mentioned. Webb Simpson, 9-2. Tyler Duncan, 10-1. to Kevin Gisner, 12-1. to Justin Rose, 16-1, to along with Sebastian Munoz. Rory Sabatini, credit to him, coming off that... Uh, silver medal performance. The boy from Bratislava representing Slovakia shot that course record 61 over there in Tokyo and thought, okay, maybe there's a little hangover effect. Certainly hasn't been. Rory Sabatini, 22 to 1. Piercy, Scott Piercy, and Tyler McCumber. Piercy, by the way, played very well last week at the Reno Tahoe Open, 33 to 1. Both of those guys, Brandon Grace, the leader in the house at 11 under bar, is at 35 to 1. Yeah, Scott Piercy, one of those guys that was right on the borderline there as far as the top 125 to get into the playoffs. So a great effort out of Scott Piercy to try and get inside that top 125 and continue his season. I was wondering about Michael Thompson, Wes. Uh, going into this event, Michael Thompson was right in the neighborhood of about uh, 128, 130 or so in the FedEx Cup standings. He was on the outside looking in. He opened up this tournament with a 64. He was a player I 
looked at at possibly betting on this week. I think I'm kind of glad he didn't. He ended up shooting 74 the next day. He misses the cut. Well, we've got to go to break here, but I want to find out if he is exempt. He won a tournament. He is. I can't remember if it was yeah, two or three M years ago. Yeah, it was the 3M Open in 2020. So he's still exempt. So, yeah, he'll okay. be on the tour next year. Okay, I, I did not know if that was too far long ago. You know how we're losing track of right. years here with everything going on with the pandemic. I could not remember if Michael Thompson was good to go or not. But he will be around next year despite missing the cut this week at the Wyndham. We'll be right back with more on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Saturday. I am live from the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook here. Wes Reynolds down in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Wes, want to take a minute here to talk some soccer and some summer league basketball. We've got summer league basketball right here in Las Vegas. And I know you've been paying attention to your Indiana Pacers. We've seen Cade Cunningham make a splash. A lot of these new draft picks just acquired in the NBA draft a couple of months ago, uh, really showing out quite nicely here in their debut, so to speak. I know Jonathan Kuminga for the Golden State Warriors has really made a splash with his athleticism. Looks like he's going to have to do some maturing. He's such a raw talent right now. I don't know if he's going to completely fix it, uh, fit into that Golden State Warriors starting lineup as they try and make another run at a championship, but uh, as far as athletic ability, this guy is through the roof. Yeah, no question about it, as a lot of these guys are playing a lot of these draft picks. The first time you get a chance to look at them in the uh, at the NBA level. So, uh, look, uh, some of these guys, I know Jalen Green has been very good for the Houston Rockets. Also, Jalen Suggs has played a little bit for Orlando. I think he's out, though, for the rest of the summer league. But uh, Jalen Green, I think, has been getting most of the rave reviews a little bit as you've been going forward. Uh, you know, looks like maybe he's the more instant impact guy. A lot of, you know, Cunningham was the clear number one pick, but that Jalen Green is going to be an instant impact guy for the Houston Rockets as they try to rebuild with some youth, uh, surrounding a few veterans down there. So we're going to see. I mean, time is going to tell in terms of how these drafts are going to be. I actually did like Orlando's draft. They kind of just played the draft board and let Jalen Suggs slip to number five. And we'll see how that backcourt goes with Cole Anthony really going forward. Uh, uh, the Magic, look, probably going to be a very good defensive team. Maybe not so much offensively because they are getting Isaac back. And they do have a, a, another forward that they took. So probably going to be a very good defensive team at least. If you look at the NBA Summer League going on today, one game currently in progress, the Denver Nuggets taking on the Dallas Mavericks, and currently 22-15, to 15, the Dallas Mavericks out in front early second quarter there, and there's in-game wagering on this as well. The Dallas Mavericks currently a five-and-a-half point favorite on the live line with a total of 161-and-a-half. Wes, I, I couldn't believe it. One of our producers, uh, I believe it was uh, Jeff Jens, uh, mentioning the other day that the EPL is starting up again. It seems like we have had so much soccer as of late. I can't keep track of what is starting and what is just finishing, but it's been a great summer for soccer. And of course, we have the English Premier League starting up yet again. And I know you like to bet soccer. Did you get any, uh, get involved in anything this weekend? Yeah, just a couple matches. I actually uh, split the ones today. I uh, did have an underdog in Watford, but tried to fade Liverpool on the goal line as well. That did not work. Uh, work. Liverpool 
Liverpool, of course, the returning champions of the Barclays Premier League, opened their season on the road away from Anfield against Norwich City. Money, money came in against them, but nevertheless, Liverpool, a 3-0 win here in the late match. The early match this morning at 4.30 Pacific time here was Leeds United against Manchester United. And actually, we have our first hat trick already in week one of the Barclays Premier League season. That from Bruno Fernandez had a hat trick for Manchester United, four assists for Paul Pogba, five to one, big winner, and they weren't a very big price either, minus 165 over Leeds United, who finished ninth in the EPL last year, so Manchester United, a big win. It was kind of a chalky uh, fixture here in, in week one of the Premier League, Brady. Manchester United, Chelsea with the win today, they were a big favorite. Leicester City is a favorite. Also, Liverpool. Really, the only underdog, at least on the Saturday session, was Watford over Aston Villa. Watford was a plus 250 and do win that inside the 90 minutes, 3-2 to two over Aston Villa. Of course, the first match yesterday on Friday was an upset as Arsenal was upset by Brentford 2 to nothing. So, couple upsets this week, but a lot of the teams that we expect to be up there in terms of uh, Chelsea, in terms of obviously Liverpool, we'll get a look at Manchester City tomorrow, Manchester United with the big win. So, a lot of these teams getting big wins here in week one, except for Arsenal. Wes, are you expecting a big splash by Lionel Messi and his new club PSG this year? Is that a team you're going to be looking to bet on? What can you expect out of PSG in your opinion? Well, PSG in League One, that is the French League, always kind of the chalky team. They were big favorites today. By the way, they're currently in action over Strasbourg. And PSG was about a $5 favorite here. So they lead 3-0 30 minutes into the game. So they would have been the favorite probably with or without Lionel Messi. All right, the Pittsburgh Pirates coming back. They chew into that lead held by the Milwaukee Brewers. 3-2 to two right now, bottom of the third inning. Milwaukee still hitting 3-2 to two in favor of Milwaukee. This is the first of a doubleheader, so just a seven-inning affair. We'll come back with more baseball, football as well on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Football season just around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Talking a little baseball here. We have baseball going to first pitch in just about 30 minutes from now in Philadelphia. The Cincinnati Reds taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. We were talking about this game a little bit earlier, Wes. Really playoff implications on the line for both of these teams. Baseball getting really, really exciting right now and not much more exciting than in the National League East where the Phillies currently own a, a part of first place. 
sharing that with the Atlanta Braves and the Cincinnati Reds, just two and a half games back in the wild card race in the National League. Cincinnati uh, opened as a minus 142 favorite here with Castillo on the bump facing Matt Moore. Seems like Matt Moore's been around for 100 years, but Moore, the underdog here, and he still is, but he's seen the money. Now at BetMGM, Cincinnati down to a minus 135 favorite. 10 is your total, and really the consensus price is even lower than that. So Matt Moore and the Phillies seeing some money as a home dog here today, Wes. Yeah, they are, and a little bit of a small move to the total. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that move. It is now down to 9.5. Maybe that's something you can get in terms of in-play wagering, potentially a slow start for scoring, and then as you get the bullpens involved, these are not two of the better bullpens necessarily in baseball, been pretty much shaky all year, although they tried to address those needs at the deadline. So you are seeing Matt Moore get a little bit of the money. Is Castillo going to regress? Of course, he had that rough patch. And then starting in May and really for the next two, two and a half months, he got going, but a bad start last time out. So you are seeing Philadelphia get that money. By the way, the one game in progress, that is first game of the doubleheader between Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a big inning, had four runs to take the lead. I was just about to come back and say, now the Pirates have the lead. We were talking about it three nothing early start for the Brewers. And then Taylor with a solo shot here, top of the fourth already. So your over is already good if you bet that over at my, at over seven even money. I think at plus one ten is what it closed at BetMGM. So it is now four to four in the top of the fourth between the Brewers and the Pirates. Yeah, the bats have uh, awoken there at uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, three to two, then then four to three, and now four to four, all locked up in the top of the fourth between the Brew Crew and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Your in-game total all the way to eleven and a half, and again, just a seven-inning game, the first of two, a doubleheader between the Brewers and the Pirates this afternoon in Pittsburgh. Coming up a little later, it will be the Baltimore Orioles visiting the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park and West. We saw the Red Sox take advantage of their opponent on Friday night. I kind of was leaning towards the Orioles there. They were getting better than 2-1 to one on the money line, and I thought they might show up. Boston, of course, has been struggling so mightily as of late, but they get the W. 8-1, to one, I believe, was the final pretty convincing win for the Bo Sox there on Friday night. They're still five games back in the American League East. It'll be Jorge Lopez, and guess who's on the hill for the Red Sox today? It looks like we're going to get to see Chris Sale in action for Boston a little bit later this afternoon. Yeah, we were expecting him to return around this time. I think the earliest he could return was the 12th, and he is now here on the 14th, and getting the first start of the season, and look, now with the Red Sox kind of coming back to earth a little bit, he's the guy that's going to need to stop the bleeding for these guys, because uh, maybe they're get, they're in kind of a tailspin right now, but maybe getting a boost today, so he's about to make his first start here this afternoon in two years. Boston did get a big win last night in the series opener, as the Orioles now have lost their ninth straight game. Kyle Schwarber did score two runs, picked up two walks in his Red Sox debut, so Red Sox just 7-4, and four, though, against Baltimore this season, but You've got to beat up on the Baltimore Orioles. You've got to beat up on the bad teams. You cannot afford to lose these games when the Red Sox now have been kind of falling back to earth. So Chris Sale, the return is long awaited. Uh, 15 and 20 are the Red Sox since they started July. And their biggest 
uh, division rivals in that AL East, Tampa Bay, New York, Toronto, a combined 27 games over 500 in that stretch here with the start of July up until now. So Red Sox, look, a month ago, they had a three-game lead in the AL East, and now they're five games back at Tampa and just two games ahead of the pinstripes for that second wildcard spot. So we'll see if Chris Sale is, Sale is going to be up to the task. He threw 20 innings combined. He was at A Portland, also at A Worcester, and allowed just three runs and struck out 35 in the process in those 20 innings. So maybe he's going to be up to the task. Fastball velocity looks a little bit down, even though there were reports that he hit 97 on the gun in a couple of those starts. So, you know, Chris Sale, I think, is going to rely on what he's always relied on, a fastball slider combo, and we'll see if that can kind of stop the bleeding for the Boston Red Sox. $3 favorites, not really a lot of value I think necessarily on them in this game and a guy even though he's had a couple starts in the minors I don't usually like to bet the guy in the first start in terms of a return I could certainly understand why being that you're playing against the Baltimore Orioles so if I were to get involved in this game Brady and I'm not really want to do that I don't really want to necessarily back Baltimore but I don't want to lay three bucks and change on Chris Sale I would be looking mainly at the runs in terms of the over, maybe the team total over on the Baltimore Orioles because might get a couple off sale, and we know that this bullpen has really struggled. Matt Barnes, who was absolute aces for the early half of the season, has really kind of come back to earth and uh, given up a couple saves, given uh, high leverage situations, has not really pitched very well. So the way I'd look is Baltimore team total on the over, but probably just going to be a leave alone for me. We've seen this many times before in the NFL regular season. Looks like a game is easily going to go over the total when you've got basically the entire second half uh, remaining. And it looked like uh, the Bears and the Dolphins uh, were going to go well over the total. They've got 30 points on the board. It closed at 35 and a half here at BetMGM. Now just eight minutes left in this ball game, and there has not been another score since that Justin Fields touchdown pass early in the second half. 17-13. The Chicago Bears still leading the Miami Dolphins. Eight minutes and 21 seconds left going in the fourth quarter. The Miami Dolphins were just going for it there on fourth and four, and it looks like there is a flag on the play on Miami. We'll see what they decide to do here if they're going to punt it back to Chicago or go for it on fourth down again after the penalty. One more game to take a look at when we come back on the other side, and some more football getting ready to start on NFL preseason Saturday as the Green Zone presented by BetMGM rolls on. We'll be right back. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing like a soccer ball finding the back of the net. And with BetMGM, you can win $100 when a goal is scored. Sign up for the BetMGM app, BetMGM app using the code VEASAN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on the New York Red Bulls or the Montreal Impact, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The opportunities to score big this season don't stop there. Try BetMGM's one-game parlay feature to make selections within a single soccer game, including team and player props. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet on the New York Red Bulls or the Montreal Impact and either team scores a goal. Bet fearlessly with the king of sportsbooks. It's a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. 
Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Checking the baseball scoreboard here. Just one game in action. The first of a doubleheader between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they're all tied at four apiece. The Pittsburgh Pirates came back uh, to take the lead in this one. And then the Brewers in the top of the inning, the fourth inning, tied it up at four apiece. Now we're in the bottom of the fourth inning with Pittsburgh at bat. Your in-game total has adjusted all the way to a 11 and a half. Again, this is the first of a doubleheader, so just a seven-inning game. Over to the Wyndham Championship, Russell Henley is still your leader, a two-shot advantage at 15 under par. He is one under par on his round through nine holes today. Tyler Duncan is two shots back at 13 under. Kevin Kistner and Tyler McCumber, Justin Rose and Scott Piercy all at 12 under par and three shots off the pace. Wes, let's take a look at one more baseball game. That coming up at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And that will be the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals. The Braves sharing first place honors currently in the National League East with the Philadelphia Phillies. The New York Mets just a half game back. Now the Nationals are well out of this race, but they were very competitive on Friday night, taking that lead 2 to nothing and ultimately losing that ball game 3 to 2 in the end. The Atlanta Braves take that to maintain their share of first place in the division. But uh, tonight you've got round two of this matchup and it's going to be Max Freed against Patrick Corbin and the Braves are a road favorite, minus 170 here at BetMGM West with a total of nine. Yeah, and looking at this matchup, Max Freed kind of been pitching better, a little bit restored to uh, his previous standard, but when you look on the other side, Patrick Corbin, he's really been roughed up pretty much the entire season and it's been a 7.18 ERA since July. He's allowed four runs in each of his last five starts. And then when you get out Patrick Corbin out of the game, the bullpen really hasn't helped very much because they really decimated that bullpen to try to acquire some future assets at the trade deadline. Of course, Daniel Hudson now in San Diego being the most notable. They've had the third worst fielding independent pitching over the last 30 days, about five and a half runs, has the Nats bullpen. Braves bullpen been a little bit better with Richard Rodriguez, but... The bullpen has tossed 15 and two-thirds innings over the last three days, so might be a little tired. So you're going to need Max Freed, I think, to go a little bit of the distance here. And also, uh, look, the Nationals still hitting the ball, at least, even though they sold some key offensive pieces. You still have uh, Juan Soto and some of these guys uh, able to put up some runs. Nats have gone over, actually, 10 of their last 13 games. Braves have gone over six of their last nine. So very tough for me to make an argument to the under here unless Max Freed uh, tosses a gem because I certainly don't see one coming from Patrick Corbin. All right, let's switch over to the National Football League, a full schedule of NFL preseason games for your Saturday, and many teams making their very first preseason start of the offseason. Of course, we started with the Hall of Fame game, Pittsburgh and the Dallas Cowboys on August the 5th. We resumed preseason action this week on Thursday night with a couple of games. Friday night saw three games in action and then a full schedule today. Wes, we talked a little bit about the Denver Broncos visiting the Minnesota Vikings 
Vikings. Denver has seen the money in this one. Of course, that uh, quarterback competition, a big reason why people are backing Denver today. A lot of people I have seen are backing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are taking on the Cleveland Browns. This one in Jacksonville. Jacksonville opened up as a two-point favorite. It's all the way to three and a half here. Your total for the game is 37. And I certainly understand the sentiment here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have to believe that Urban Meyer and company want to get out to a great start. They've got that flashy new toy and the number one draft pick in Trevor Lawrence. And and again, the flashy new coach. So I, I would think they want to get out to a good start here uh, and show the fans of Jacksonville what they're all about this season after having just won one game last year. On the flip side, I don't know if Cleveland really cares too much about this matchup. Yeah, and certainly they're not caring enough to play their starter. Baker Mayfield not expected to play today, so that's a big reason for the move. And then also add to that what you mentioned, Brady, first-time head coach with Urban Meyer, wanting to get, obviously, this team off to a good start and rebuild the culture. And look, you want to try to win every single game you can. Now, that angle so far in a very limited sample size has been kind of hit or miss here. Of course, Nick Sirianni did lose his debut on Thursday night with Philadelphia. Detroit loses by one last night in Dan Campbell's debut. Arthur Smith loses big in his debut as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. So that necessarily has not worked. And I think the odds makers and I think a lot of the betters, because most of these moves – most of them, you've got professional betters and some sharp guys. That's why you see these dr- dramatic moves, because it moves on information, plus the fact that you have lower limits at a lot of these places, so it doesn't take as much to move a line that it's going to take on like a Sunday or a few days before uh, week one or your average regular season week. That's why you're not going to see as much movement, simply because there's more liquidity and there's more money in the market. So that's why you've seen... Cleveland opened minus four and now Jacksonville laying three and a half and you still got better scutting in line. I think kind of trying to do that right now because you look at that quarterback rotation. It is the rookie Trevor Lawrence, but it's also Gardner Minshew right behind him. CJ Beathard. These are guys that have started multiple games in this league. So at least from that standpoint, in terms of preseason football, that looks like a pretty good quarterback rotation. Case Keenum, Kyle Aletta going to go for Cleveland. Uh, we'll see how they distribute those reps, but Baker not going to go. At this point, though, even with the move, and I understand why the move has been to the Jags, I couldn't bet this at this standpoint. I don't think I'd never recommend that you lay seven points the worst of it in any situation. I don't care if it's preseason. So that would be one I would pass on the side. Small lean to the under here at 37. We'll see kind of what Jacksonville wants to show here with the new systems on both sides of the ball. And you know Cleveland obviously playing the two and three and essentially the three and four in that lineup. The Chicago Bears at a field goal. The total is certainly in the balance there between the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. Your first preseason game to kick off this Saturday. Now 20 to 13. Just two minutes and three seconds left in this ball game. Chicago on top of the Dolphins 20 to 13. That total closed at 35 and a half here at BetMGM. Another 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern start on NFL preseason Saturday West 
will be the New Orleans Saints visiting the Baltimore Ravens, and we've seen some money go towards the Saints here. Of course, they have the quarterback competition between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. We've heard reports that they will both see some action this evening. Now, Baltimore, I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson is going to play, but a lot of their wide receivers are certainly banged up. They've mm -hmm. had a tough go in training camp with a lot of their wide receivers falling by the wayside via injury. So that is certainly of concern for John Harbaugh and his club. A lot of people have always liked to bet on John Harbaugh in the preseason because he really tries to win these games. He's had an incredible record against the spread in the preseason. But it looks like Baltimore may have some trouble with some of their starters tonight. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, under Harbaugh, Brady, 37-12 and 12 straight up are the Baltimore Ravens. Last time they lost the game, September 3rd, 2015. So I believe the all-time streak, I think, was from 1959 to 1962 when Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers won 19 in a row in the preseason. But the thing is, everybody in the market now knows about that that's betting this preseason. 17-game winning streak for the Baltimore Ravens, but you're not seeing them necessarily get the money. They're probably getting plenty of tickets, but because everybody wants to keep back in that trend when the trend is your friend, but not so happening with the money in terms of that. And I did bet the Saints actually at plus two and a half myself. You're now seeing it down to one and a half at BetMGM, even some one, and I even see a pick in some faraway places. And I think a couple reasons. Number one, Lamar Jackson missed the first 10 days of training camp due to COVID-19, so he's probably a little bit behind schedule. You mentioned this, the wide receiver injuries. Bateman, who is their first-round draft pick out of University of Minnesota, he's going to be out for several weeks. Uh, and also the offensive line, Ryan, Ronnie Stanley coming back from that season-ending injury last season, the best left tackle that they have, one of the best left tackles in the National Football League, a lot of these guys have been slow to get back, and some insiders have reported that this offensive line's been getting pushed around a little bit in practice because they're not totally healthy. New Orleans has had all the drama, as you mentioned, Brady. We know Michael Thomas prolonged that surgery a little bit. That did not sit right with the Saints, nor Sean Payton. So they've been incommunicado over the summer. So Michael Thomas out right now. They've also had Smith hurt. So Winston and also, Taysom Hill have been establishing some chemistry of Callaway, who's uh, technically the number three receiver for the Saints. So there's been a little bit of drama in the Crescent City with these guys. But one of the things I liked about that Saints pick and why I bet it at two and a half, I do like their number three and their number four quarterbacks because all the hype is around Winston and Hill, who's going to be number one, who's going to be number two. Ian Book and Trevor Simeon are good runners, and that's what I like to find in the preseason. You saw it materialize last night with Chris Strebler and Arizona. His scrambling ability, I felt, in the fourth quarter really helped to win them that game. And Ian Book and Trevor Simeon can both run. And oh, by the way, Trevor Simeon, yeah, not great, but 13-11 and 11 as a starter for the Denver Broncos, so he's at least respectable and a serviceable backup. So that's why I'm on the Saints, and apparently the market agrees. Yeah, I like that angle that you brought up when we started discussing the preseason. You know, watch out for that mobile quarterback that is the third or fourth stringer. And even though they didn't win the game, we absolutely thought, uh, saw that theory in living color with Steven Montez the other night for the Washington Redskins. I was talking about that with Matt Eumann, certainly a mobile quarterback, and he displayed that in their preseason loss to the New England Patriots. We'll come back. Hour number two of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM coming up right here at VSIN.
TV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.